0: It's Fox Top 5, the podcast where the hosts always agree to disagree. This week on Fox Top 5, co-host of America's Newsroom and The 5, Dana Perino.
1: As I was saying that, I was like, man, I might be the most annoying dinner party guest ever.
0: And co-host of Outnumbered on Fox News Channel, Emily Campagno. You will hear a million no's, but all you need is one yes come together to share their top five life lessons here are this week's hosts dana and emily
1: welcome to fox top five i'm dana perino and today i'm joined by my friend emily Campagno every week on this podcast fox hosts reporters and personalities get together to share their top five of any given topic The world can bring a lot of ups and downs, but I think Emily and I have experienced enough of this crazy life to give some good, solid advice. So today, Emily and I are going to share our top five life lessons. All right, Emily. We're going to start, I guess we start at number five and work our way up to number one. So you start with your number five.
0: Number five. Okay, so first of all, I was so excited to do this with you. You are such a life mentor to so many individuals, especially young women and in the career sector. And so I'm just honored to be alongside you for this really wonderful topic that I hope everyone finds as valuable as I certainly will listening to your life lessons. So I'll start with my then number five. Um, Which is, and look, honestly, these are all equal. So uh, this is just number five in my order, but it's every day is a gift. And my mother, when I was a young girl, was diagnosed with a very aggressive uh, form of breast cancer. And she had three daughters at the time, all under the age of 10. And it's our family's miracle that she ended up surviving and beating all of the odds, the medical odds and, and the prayer odds even. And it's been our story my whole life that she has instilled in us that every day is a gift. And many people make jokes as we age, and oh, I don't wanna tell you how old I am, and oh, I don't wanna celebrate this birthday. But in my family, ever since I was a young girl, I knew that every day was a gift, and every birthday I'm so proud of, and every one of my mom's birthdays, we've been so proud of, and it's so meaningful. And I'm blessed to have had that perspective and that experience that ended well for our family to teach me that indeed every day is a true gift.
1: I love that. That could actually be all five of your pieces of advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as you know, cause you did the live signing with me for my book, um, Everything Will Be Okay, Life Lessons for Young Women from a Former Young Woman. That would be me. Um, I d- <laughs> it's a book of advice. And so my number five is um, be the most well-read person in the room. And I've lived by this motto for a long time because um, I found that it was my competitive edge. Um, If I was the most well-read person on Capitol Hill um, or in in the White House, uh, and especially in the briefing room, and even today um, as being in the news and part of the news and reading the news is my job, I find that that is a really good, motto to live by to be the most well-read person in the room.
0: I love that. I loved it in your book and I love the reminder right now, especially for us overachieving folk, and also because you brought it up in a social component too, that it makes that it it makes you the best person at the party. It's not <laughs> just for these amazing pre although right? as I <laughs> was saying that, I was
1: like, man, I might be the most annoying dinner party guest
0: ever. <laughs> you are not. I can attest from experience, you are definitely not, Dana. Number four. Along the same lines as my first one, but health is everything. And that includes mental health as well. And now that you guys know a bit of my background, my family history, um, just to add in some more details. So I spoke to you about my mom's diagnosis and cancer that she uh, fought in her battle. And her mother died when my mom was six, just six, uh, from breast cancer as well. And so that was also something that I grew up with was this very real um, appreciation for and understanding of breast cancer and, and what it does to families and to individuals. And I'll never forget that I was studying for the bar exam and that was my whole world. I mean, I, every the sun rose and set with this exam and I would not live if I did not pass this exam. Mm-hmm. And one day I palpated a lump in my breast during that summer and it just crystallized for me the the sheer importance of health and frankly the sheer unimportance of this exam.
1: I was just gonna say that my number four was be in charge of your own well-being because nobody else can do it for you So it was this, it was that's, that's funny we had the same exact thought which is um, you know you have to, take care of your health. You need to, especially if you're younger, try to get in shape earlier on and and stay fit in your life. That will serve you really well. Um, I write about posture, which is so important, but also sunscreen. I include sunscreen in this as well. Uh, That's so interesting. Well-being was mine as well.
0: I love that because it is. It's so fundamental, um, and especially in your twenties, it's easy to forget. But large moments like that. And by the way, it was just—it was actually just a, an internal bruise. Like it was—it was nothing. Um, but in that moment, I'll never forget that lesson I learned of the perspective. And whenever you get those calls from the doctor or the the, the what is this? That's always puts everything in perspective. And to your point, that uh, maintaining that bottom line of health and control over it—that's just absolutely paramount. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: Number three. All right, right, your number three.
0: Okay, family first and it takes the village. And this can be this is this is personal and career as well, which is that always it puts your family first. And and it can be your chosen family. This is just your loved ones. Uh, but when you're making those decisions of you know, oh can I can I miss this event or whatever, you follow your heart, but for me, family always came first. And the village part is is part of that network you're not you're not your own island you're not doing this on your own people want to help and are there for you and I think that the importance of community in your life um it it just can't be overstated and it's said that our our percentage of overcoming what could be fatal diseases it all comes down to the strength of your closest relationships and I think maintaining that strong family and that that priority of community and family above all else will always serve you well.
1: So my third one was choosing to be loved is not a career limiting decision. Um, And I write about Ah! this as well, which is that so many people, especially if they're starting out in their careers, they they put off a decision to make a life commitment or they think that when they're 32, they're going to meet the perfect person and then they'll get married and then it'll all work out. Because I know a lot of people will say, you know, but my career is going so well right now. I really need to focus on my career. Um, But if you do that for too long and you pass up an opportunity to find a life partner to share your life with, um, you might not ever meet that person. And Peter, for me, is something, you know, I met him on an airplane. I was 25, he was 43. He lived in England, I lived in Washington, D.C. There were a million reasons why it, I could have talked myself out of it, but a a family friend pushed me and she said, don't give up on this opportunity to be loved. And when I wrote the book and then read the audio, I finished it and I thought, oh my gosh, there is so much about Peter in this book. But that's also just because he's been there for every step of of the way for me career wise, which neither of us could have planned what happened in my career, but I definitely think I couldn't have done all of it without him.
0: What I love about this for you as well is that that opportunity with him was just that. You met on a plane. And so the, this wasn't that you were friends and you were like, oh, should I go for it? Like you, you, you truly could never have seen him again. But it took you seizing upon that moment. It took inertia on True. your part, And so True. I just love that. I love this lesson. The countdown continues after this. Number two. Okay, never give up. Keep dreaming, keep pursuing. In an organized fashion, keep at it. And as cliche as this sounds, you will hear a million no's, but all you need is one yes. And I attribute my entire career, which I consider also my dharma, is because I never gave up. And I kept dreaming. I kept, um, you know, I, I never failed to articulate anything and everything that I wanted to do so that I could make the plan and pursue it.
1: Yep, that's a good one. Mine is that integrity is your most valuable asset. You have to protect it at all costs. Yes! Because you're, all, you're the only one that can do that. So if somebody asks you to do something you're not comfortable with, it goes back to the thing your, your parents taught you, right? If, if your friends told you to jump off a bridge, would you do that? Um, and think about that in terms of your career and your uh, personal life as well.
0: What I love about that, too, is it goes into, it's like reputation. All of those are intertwined, and you can never get it back if you've lost that. If your integrity has been tainted in any way, you never get that back. Nope. But um, it's 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 all you have. Right, exactly. I love that. Number. 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 Number one. one. Five, four, three. three. Number one. one. i'm ready for the last one okay this one most importantly Mm. be yourself you are enough exactly how you are and you can absolutely achieve anything you set your mind to
1: yep i love it and you do have to set your mind right
0: yeah yes and to know that you're enough in that way i think so many people are you know 90 percent of the battle and you talk about this in your book is like your own mental game it's the comparisons you play or the insecurities you feel, but like knowing that you're enough while putting in the hard work means that you'll never, that you, your, your confidence and your self-love, which is just important as being loved by others, that that won't fade. And I think that's, um, I, I hope, especially with these young women, that they know that they are enough just the way that they are.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh, my um, last one or top one to seek serenity. And the last chapter of my book, I talk about how serenity, I think, is the gift that God gives us, um, and it's the opportunity, but we have to work at finding it. So those are those little glimpses of moments when you feel like you're exactly where you're supposed to be at that time, where everything's right with the world. You're not worried about the past. You're not concerned about the future. You're just living in the moment. And it's really hard for us to do as humans, um, and especially if you are uh, career-driven Uh, or a competitive, you know, you can really spend so much time worrying about others and what others are thinking about you. Here's a tip. Others are not thinking about you. They are too busy thinking about themselves as you are too busy thinking about yourself to think about them. So that should give people some comfort, right? And I think that there are definite ways where you can make some active decisions in your life every day to find more of those moments of serenity. That's what I would say.
0: Oh my gosh! Honestly, this—that I'm so happy that we're ending on that note, Dana, because I needed this lesson today. I mean, I was running around like a crazy person <laughs> un, until we sat down and got to hang out. And you're so right. And just five minutes of listening to your breathing, or just one deep breath. Yeah, like I or, really you know, like
1: these um these guided meditations that you can find that are. Um, I use the Peloton app. You know, they're they're five, ten, 20 minutes, um, and. Investing those minutes in your day can really help you figure out a way to focus and um, go inside just for a minute, reset, find those little moments of serenity, and then take that on your day. Because one thing also, um, a study has shown that if you are kind to others, your brain releases the same chemical as when you exercise. So I I call it kindness endorphins. So if you can get that feeling without having to run five miles, like, why not do
0: that, Do more of that? Oh, that sounds fantastic, sign me up. And, and you're right, I mean, nothing, really nothing feels better than connecting with others, helping others, doing well by doing good, of that and yet for some reason that's like so easily forgotten for some reason we run ourselves and stir ourselves crazy uh when that moment of serenity has such a palpable effect on us and even physically I mean cortisol hangs out in our system for six months so those little bits of serenity that we can find or having that baseline, it literally, I mean, now to, now to sound cheesy, it, it can change the world, though. It can, and it it certainly starts with us. So. Well, I think that's true. Thank like, you, so Dana.
1: We're often asked about divisiveness in America, and I'll be asked, like, how can we bring the country together? And I just feel like that seems like it's, a, it's such a massive task. But take it way back, and that I ask myself, am I the best possible person that I can be in my life today, meaning the best at home, uh, the best role model at the office, um, living with integrity, like being kind. Am I doing all the right things in my own life? And if everyone took that responsibility seriously, we would solve the divisiveness issue. (laughs) You're so
0: right. I can attest that, yes, you are the best mentor you can possibly be in the office. And um, I think we deal, we work in news, we deal with a lot of that divisiveness firsthand where where our, our sleeves are rolled up in it as we navigate what is facing America today. But especially in local communities, there are so many people doing amazing work every day, all day. And so there's no shortage of to your point earlier of ways to be kind, way to make an impact, ways to make an impact. And at a fundamental level, even if it's just prayers, if it's prayers for others, that that that's priceless in and of itself
1: indeed indeed
0: well emily this was fun this was so awesome dana i was so excited to to do this with you today i learned so much from you as always and thank you to everyone else for listening please subscribe rate and review this podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify or at foxnews.com and let us know your top five you've been listening to fox top five on the fox news podcast network